everybody and welcome to Draycott Diaries. Today I am going to be speaking to Elaine Reynolds and Elaine is one of the trustees of the Cheddar Valley Food Bank and hopefully she's going to bring us up to speed on how that has been affected during Covid. But first of all Elaine a very warm welcome to you. Hello, Tiggy. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me along. Oh, not at all. And we're, we're just very, very chuffed that you've got the time today to talk to us. Now, Elaine, if I remember rightly, I think the Food Bank, was it first started in 2013? Uh, it was set up in 2013 and it came about that the vicar previously in Cheddar had gone to somebody's house and they didn't have any tea and coffee to offer her and she then decided to get together with the other churches we had a meeting in one of the churches to see if we could start a food bank with the help of Trussell Trust who are sort of the name of food banks all through uh, England and from then we've been going for the, the last seven years with help with, uh, with a lot of professionals but uh, it's been going from strength to strength and bring us up to speed, if you will, about how many people would sort of, in the word, normally use a food bank and how, how would they access it? Do they need vouchers and stuff from, from their doctors or from, from the government? And how has that changed now that um, this awful COVID has struck? Well, basically, I think we've probably more than tripled numbers. So what we're finding is that people are turning up rather than waiting for a, a referral and of course they don't want to waste time with doctors and health professionals more families are turning up especially with people with children at home and homeschooling so from probably the, when we would be lucky if we did maybe five or six on a saturday i think last saturday we had 30 individuals you know you can see the numbers have uh, massively increased and what we're finding is that people are just not coping for whatever reason. And certainly if a lot of people now have been furloughed and, and have children at home and more people at home, of course, they're eating more food. Mm. And so you never turn anybody away if they turn up because it's open on a Saturday, is it? Open on a Saturday morning and a Monday morning, but we'll never turn anybody away. And and also, I tend to get quite a few through Facebook requests. And if somebody wants something, I've just had somebody, a family of with five children, I will go in tomorrow and make a box up. Both mum and dad, sadly, are, are shielded. So we're all, always happy. Any volunteers are always happy to go um, and do a delivery. So this is the family's first voucher, and I think it's come from one of the schools in the Cheddar Valley. So uh, they're in dire need. And in these boxes, Elaine, what would be the basic sort of makeup of a box? The sad thing we can't offer is uh, anything fresh. So it's mainly it is tinned or tinned stuff. You know, there is rice and pasta and sauces, tinned meat, um, tinned vegetables, toiletries, pet food if people need it, toilet paper. It's basically a, a box to help you for th 
three days. Now, we know that three days, if you've got a load of children at home, won't go nowhere. And so uh, we are being extra generous. But, for instance, we have got a whole load of potatoes, which have been donated from a fish and chip shop, fresh potatoes. I think we ended up having seven sacks of 25 kilograms, so everybody can have potatoes. And, and also, we liaise with our local butcher, who is fantastic. We buy vouchers, and we give them to the families so they can buy fresh meat, cheese, pies, bread, and, and that way, at least there is a bit of fresh stuff going to the families and individuals. And where, Elaine, are you getting the majority of the items to put in the box? Are people donating them supermarkets from their own homes, from villages? How, how is it coming to you? A bit of, well, a bit of all of this. And to be honest, Tiggy, we are very, very generous benefactors. So we might have money, we can buy things, obviously, but... The supermarkets are being brilliant, so we can go to Morrison's on a Tuesday, they have pallets there and we can take what we want. We have a delivery from another supermarket who are fantastic, I don't know if I can say a name, but... Um, oh, I think you can. Uh, Tesco's, we oh, do. Well done, uh, Tesco's, brilliant. So Morrison's and Tesco's, but I know that all, um, other supermarkets, but we, because they're our closest, get a great delivery from them. Uh, Sainsbury's have always had a container, that's fantastic. It's always full of food, although they're not giving us anything. Anybody shopping in there can put food in locally. And then, of course, while it's been, while a lot of businesses are reliant on, obviously, uh, the uh, trade, like like I mentioned, the, the chip shop giving us potatoes, we've just had a whole load of confectionery from the Cheddar Caves because they thought they are going to be open in June, and obviously they're not, so... The sad thing is we're benefiting from their lack of business, you know, we, you know, so it's quite sad for them. But at least it's not going to waste. No, absolutely. No, and, and also local collections from Shipham are brilliant. They do a collection for us. A fantastic one uh, from a local village close by. Uh, a guy arrives in his rickshaw um, and it's a big collection from a church. So it's great, this little rickshaw that he's got. It's fantastic. So he comes every Saturday. He likes to know the weight because Trussell Trust asks us if, um, everything that comes in and everything goes out. They like to keep an eye basically to see the demands and supplies of what we're doing. So that that's fantastic with donations and certainly generosity of people has been fantastic, I have to say. And what is the most unusual item that has ever been bought to, or you have found that has been donated to the food bank? We've had some rare things that uh, I did notice, very, very kind, but notice some hair dye um, that Ooh. somebody gave us. Uh, oh, I thought that was unusual. Some weird sort of meats from France, and I don't think we could even read the label. Uh, interestingly, in the container, one one week in Sainsbury's, we had some very useful KY jelly. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, and then a few weeks later, we had some condoms in there. So maybe somebody had been ditched in their relationship and didn't need any of this stuff. I don't know. So that was quite, that was quite an unusual. Um, hair removal cream, I suppose, if you get hairy legs during the COVID time. Uh, some random things. I would say we laugh at some of the stuff. And what is bizarre is some people 
halfway through um, a packet of something, decide they don't like it, then put it in the container. I don't think we can do anything with that. <laughs> you know, I'm conjuring up a picture here, and I, I think we can be humorous in dark times, of somebody with terrible roots, but is, <laughs> but is having lots of safe sex. Yeah. Uh, and I think, <laughs> yes, yes. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this well, is we're a baby to... boom. And we're supposed to take exercise at least once a day. So this is a good thing. And also, I think we just harped on just very briefly, and we will be brief about this because I know it's not a massive thing in all of our lives, but there are, I know as well as the food bank, there are these government boxes. But sometimes I think you get some items returned from those if people find that they can sufficiently supply their family from other means. Would that be fair? The government boxes were issued for anybody who's shielded um, and wasn't get, getting about. But quite often, the people who've contacted us and say they don't want them, and we're, ha- we're always happy to take them, is basically because they've got sufficient funds. They feel slightly embarrassed just because they can't get out. So what we are finding is that we are collecting them, and uh, I just put them on doorsteps of families that... There are some, there's about 20 struggling families around here on borderline. So I just put them on the doorstep. At least they've got some bits and pieces in there. Somebody's generosity is going to good use. Nothing is thrown away. Nothing at all. And we are now talking the middle of May. Things are changing all the time. Uh, Different messages coming from the government. How do you still see things going and moving forward with the food bank to be honest tiggy i think that um this is this is going to go on for the whole of the summer i think that we've just located and managed to get a second container so we have these shipping containers and we are storing stuff in there um because i think i'm not saying that there's going to be a shortage of food but certainly you know if this goes on and people are still with with children and, and hard times as they are, and we see people without this COVID um, virus really, really struggling. You know, yeah, we hear some sad stories of people for whatever ever circumstances, and you know, nobody should be judging just because they, you know they they can't make ends meet. But certainly, uh, I think we can see this continuing. And if that is the case, Elaine, what is your advice to people who? for any reason, do have a surfeit of food who would like to contribute it to the Cheddar Valley Food Bank? What's, what's especially, you know, because a lot of people are still being, you know, discouraged from using too much of cars and stuff. Where, where can people leave food? If they're able to, and although it's not purchased by Sainsbury's, they can pop it in there. Sainsbury's are sort of turning a blind eye, but at least that is a collection point. Um, but they can bring it down to us on a Monday or a Saturday from 10.30 till 12.30 down on the business park. That's on Wedmore Road, and that's just behind Vardo. Same um, side and of the behind road. the leisure centre, isn't it? It's behind the leisure centre. So we, we will always, um, we are finding that people just turning up and dropping food, that's great. But equally, if you are in need, you don't have to wait to get a voucher, a referral form, which we call, from a professional just turn up, you know, um, nobody's judging in these times. And Elaine, I'm sure there's many, many, many people that you would like to thank, but I offer you that platform now. Who would you, who would you clap for? I think, I think that, well, everybody in, in the ways of local businesses, 
certainly we we are dependent on the generosity of, of a lot of people um individuals just making pledges and giving us money um that's great i would say there are some big um charitable organizations as well we've you know we've had some from the masons lodges close by but with without this you know and just purchasing things I think there's been quite a few charities. The Lions and the Rotary have been very generous. Well, I'm sure everybody who you would include who's ever put anything in a basket, um, you know, which is on its way to you. Absolutely. You know, and uh, a lady phoned me the other day and said, can I, can I give you an envelope? So I cycled past and dropped by and, and she'd taken out £450 in cash. So she'd taken the money out of her bank account. Um, it was all crisp notes. But I took the envelope away and obviously opened it later. And, uh, I mean, that's just it's just amazing. So it's so generous. You know? it, w- it, it, it was generous. But but didn't you tell me that she she had earmarked that money for something oh, else? Yes. <laughs> that was um, that. This was a cruise fund, she said. And she <laughs> said, it doesn't look as though it's going to go this, this year. So um, uh, she said, what else can I spend my money on? Which was very sweet of her. Um, and you know it, it does make you well up when okay they're in a privileged position but people there are some people that just uh, have big hearts I know that now well I think the message here is obviously thank you to those who contribute but to those who need it there is no shame here you don't need a voucher just get yourself to to the um, business park where we told you and there will be food and very warm welcome when you're there oh, and, it's, and you. it's and it's totally confidential and I know that you all respect that uh, oh ab- absolutely and can I just say on a final note to all the volunteers we've lost a lot of our volunteers because they were over 70 and they're itching to come back because they give their time and you know without the volunteers for any organizational charity uh, none of us are paid we all we'd all do it because we're passionate about what we do but you know they've been great the volunteers i have to say anybody in this part helping Elaine Reynolds, thank you so much for giving us your time today and we wish you and the Cheddar Valley Food Bank a prosperous continuation and I know that you will be a continuing support to everybody during this COVID crisis. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for asking me along, Tiggy. You've just been listening to Draycott Diaries documentaries recorded by myself, Tiggy Trethowan, The editor was Rob Elliott and music was arranged by Hugh Trethowan.